Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is Darwin Turf Talk with Sam Highland and Chris Nelson. Hello and welcome to Darwin Turf Talk. We've had a while off uh, Darwin Turf Talk uh, with my offsider, Chris Nelson. Chris O, uh, we've, been, we've had a bit of a freshen up. Sammy, we've had, I don't know if you could call it a freshen up or a spell. We've been, <laughs> we've, been, <laughs> we've been off the air for a little while with the show, so... It's great to be back, and uh, we've got some really good guests lined up today. Yeah, we have. We've got Jade Hampson, who is a champion apprentice jockey of the year. They've just had the uh, the awards handed out there up uh, up at the top end, and and uh, uh, tell you what, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be great to catch up with Jade Hampson, Gary Clark, uh, the trainer, who is just absolutely well. He's just. Uh, He's been... Uh, he's always flying. Yeah, he's been flying for a number of years now. And, uh, yeah, I was interested to read uh, here that it, he's uh, now two more, I think two more premierships uh, uh, in front of uh, Stephen Holt, uh, Stephen Brown, should I say, Stephen Holt, who uh, was obviously the previous record holder. And we know Brownie uh, has uh, got a stable down in Victoria now, yeah, down in Victoria, Melbourne, and and uh, and Seymour. So, uh, uh, but yeah, it'll be great to catch up with Gary Clark, and we're going to have a chat to Karen Ruziska. Gee, I hope I've pronounced that right, Chris. Eh? I reckon you're pretty much spot on. Uh, and Karen, she won the uh, TRNT Off the Track Aftercare Award with a horse called, uh, or the horse she's been working with, Oakfield Sunrise, or affectionately known as Oaky, uh, who she rehomed in 2019, and. Uh, Oki, I'm sure, is uh, is their best mate. And uh, it's good to see these yeah. horses uh, obviously go on from their racing careers and, and go on to something else. And this horse has been uh, competing uh, with Karen really well. But our first guest on the line is Jade Hampson, who has had a fantastic year. Jade, welcome to Darwin Turf Talk. Thanks. Thanks, guys, for having me. It's been uh, some year, your first uh, first year of riding, and uh, gee whiz, I- I'm sure you couldn't ask for a better start. Yeah, it was a great year. I was um, really happy with the results. I couldn't couldn't have had a better year to start off with, and um, yeah, just so grateful for all the support I had that made it happen. Now, Jade, uh, tell us your background. Tell us uh, the Jade Hampson story. Um, so I've always grown up in the racing. My mum, Katrina Hampson, she was a trainer, um, always been around the horses for as long as I can remember. I was lunging them when I was able to walk and, um, as soon as I could start riding, I was in Broome for five years and I'd ride the horses down the beach, always had my ponies, uh, done pony club, show jumping, everything, um, never looked back always wanted to be a jockey there was no other career that I sort of ever thought about um so to finally kick it off was great um I've been 
in Darwin for five years, and now I'm in Adelaide. Jade, uh, I tell you what, what makes your performance even better is the fact that you you had an you was on the sidelines for uh, with a fractured ankle. Um, shortly after you, you started riding. So to, to come back and still be banging out winners and rack up that many uh, in your first year of riding, that's been enormous. Yeah, it was when it originally happened, I, I got a bit worried there for a while, thinking it would set me back for a lot longer than it did. I was lucky enough that um, I was only out for six weeks from race riding, so I'd been riding track work for a couple of weeks before I actually came back race riding, but um, I got on a couple of nice horses my first meeting back and got a double, so from then on it just sort of kept flowing on and ended up travelling a bit, going to Alice Springs, getting winners there, so um, it never really stopped too much for me, but the six weeks off did hurt. Yeah, I'll bet. You just, just going back uh, to what we were talking about just prior to that, you mentioned um, riding in Broome. Is that, or when you were a kid, are you West Australian uh, born and bred? Is that, was that where you come from originally? Yeah, I'm originally, I was born and bred in uh, Geraldton. Um, yep. Moved to Broome when I was about 12, I think. And then, yeah, was there for probably four years, I'd say. Um, and four or five years, grew up there just like mum trained there and I went to school and then we made the move over to Darwin which is where I sort of started my track work because I was just old enough to get my licence but obviously in Broome you can ride out in the bush and you can ride down the beach without a licence um, so I was lucky that we had some nice quiet horses and I used to ride mum's horses in the round yard and um, so obviously we made the trip to Broom with Tayon Holter um, and Lindsay and took a few horses over there and actually got a winner. So that was probably a huge thrill and highlight just to be able to go back to the hometown and get a winner there was great. So my next question's got to be Broom, Darwin, Adelaide. How are you finding the winter in Adelaide? bit cold? <laughs> it's freezing. <laughs> I'm not handling it too well. <laughs> Raining, cold, windy. <laughs> I keep asking everyone when the summer's coming. So oh, ja- it won't be too far away. Jade, I looked at your your last, uh, or looking at your last fifty rides, and and gee, like, well, even just your career to date, uh, you're really well travelled as far as uh, going to different tracks. What are what are some of the most uh, the most interesting tracks you've been to and where it's pretty uh, rough and ready? I can imagine some of those places are pretty rough and ready. Uh, yep. The, my Probably the roughest track I went to was Kalanara. It was definitely experience. We were there for three meetings. Um, it's a very tight track. Gets chopped up. You sort of, your horses slow themselves down around the corners <laughs> because it's that tight. Really? Um, yeah, and... They can't have fields any bigger than eight for the reason that it's so tight and small. <laughs> wow. Did you say that was Kununurra? Yeah, in WA. It's just in across WA. the border the NT. I'm just looking for the uh, race course map on uh, online here to see if I can get an idea what you're talking about, but uh, I don't think I'll be able to find <laughs> one. It mightn't be there. brings up a map of the whole of Australia. There you go. That's not much help to me. Six of your winners yeah. were uh, in Darwin and six in Alice. Have you got a 
You've split it. So have you got a liking for either track any more than the other? Um, a lot of people disagree with me and think I'm weird, but I actually really enjoy riding on the Alice Springs track. Not 100% sure why. I like, I've had success <laughs> in both, but it was my preferred track out of the two of Darwin and Alice. Um, I was lucky. I sort of had support from Lisa and a few other trainers down there to get on the nice ones, but I just found it a bit nicer. The kickback didn't hurt as much and um, it was a bit more given the trap. It's a big thing, isn't it, the uh, the kickback. When you ride on those, those sand tracks um, uh, or, you know, the, the artificial surfaces, uh, all the different ones, and, and horses can really resent that kickback and jockeys can too, I guess. Mm. Yeah, it hurts. Sometimes it comes back and you think, like, oh, just got hit in the face with a shoe or something, but no, it was just a bit of dirt. So <laughs> I, uh, I rode on the grass here um, last Sunday at Meningery Halliden, and um, that was lovely because there was no kickback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes a bit of a difference, doesn't it? And um, Pro- uh, Pointo's pick was your first, uh, your first winner at your first ride. He'd have to be your favourite horse, wouldn't he? I'm gather- gathering it's a he. Well, yes, she has to be. Can't. She. Um, I've always... We, I remember when John Peacock had her, um, before Tayan got her, I said to him in Alice Springs, I said, uh, this is the horse we want this year because every year she used to get a horse off of him at the end of the carnival. And it actually happened. He said, well, it's end of Darwin Carnival, so... She's yours, and Tayan had her, and I rode her all the way through track work. She's not the nicest ride. She's always a bit of a handful, but it was always a bit of a joke of who my first race day ride was going to be, and I said, no, nah, it won't be her, and um, it was, and then when I won on her, it was, <laughs> it was a bit funny. <laughs> now, but based, <laughs> based in South Australia with Richard Jolly, um, I'm sure that's, uh, you know, a lot different to... So what what you know obviously from uh, from Darwin and Alice. So uh, you know this is the right step to to furthering your career. Yeah, it is. And like, look, I've only been here for a week and a half, but I've just noticed the different things that people do, and like their stable, which run a lot different. Um, so I've just learnt a lot from that on the ground side of it all too. Um, but riding sort of the quality horses that are running in city races and getting a feel of them is a great opportunity as well. Um, they're sort of, they're very supportive, but I think that's got a fair few rides for me. We're going to Jamestown next Saturday, um, country meeting here. So we've got a few going there and um, hopefully can get some results. And all, all the other jockeys uh, in the jockeys' room, I mean, you've only been to, to Halliden, I suppose, so they've all welcomed you with open arms? Yeah, I've found everyone really nice. Like, they've all been great. Um, had no issues so far. Obviously, everyone has their days, but so far, so good. That's because Adelaide people are good people. <laughs> <laughs> Guessing you're from Adelaide. And I'm from Adelaide. Yeah, I was born in Adelaide, so there you go. You and, got it. and a massive, uh, I, I think, great to, to be involved with Richard Jolly. He was obviously an outstanding jockey and, 
and uh, a great trainer now. And uh, yeah, they've got a really good stable. So yeah, I can only see, see good things coming up for Jade Hampson. Yes, hopefully. Well, Jade, uh, thanks very much for joining us and congratulations, Champion Apprentice Jockey of the Year. That is fantastic and yep. you've done so well in uh, in your first year of riding, even with uh, with that hiccup with the, the fractured ankle and, uh, yeah, may plenty more winners come your way. Thank you, guys. There thanks, is Jade. Jade Hampson, who is uh, now on loan with uh, Richard Jolly and... Gee, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we will see her name in the uh, in the winners list very soon in South Australia. That's for sure. And Richard Jolly's got a good stable, and he's yeah. always bagging plenty of winners, Chris. Yeah, and look, she's Jade. Really, does sound as though she's got the right attitude. And uh, look, she's only had the one ride, as she said. That was at Halliden last week. And by the sound of it, there's nothing this weekend. So she's off to Jamestown next weekend. It looks like so. Uh, Onward and upward for Jade. She's done a great job and will continue to do so. Good work. Now, next on the line for Darwin Turf Talk is champion trainer Gary Clark. Uh, is the Tommy Smith. He's the Tommy Smith of yes. the top end. And, uh, Gary, welcome to Darwin Turf Talk. Thanks, Sammy. Well done. Uh, on Well, that's just uh, fantastic. Your 10th training premiership and... Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot go into it, isn't it, isn't it? Yeah, we're pretty unique up here in the way, uh, uh, we have to train the horses, you know, we have to sort of change, change, train them to our seasons, more or less, pretty much. So. Now, Gary, just going to ask you, for the people that don't know, your background, have you always trained in, uh, up in the top end or have you been in other parts of Australia what was before this? No, I was a uh, Western Queensland boy. I was uh, actually born and bred in a place called Monto um, in central Queensland. Uh, started out riding around there and then moved to Western Queensland as a jockey. Uh, spent 12 years in Barcaldon. Um, came to Darwin in 96. Uh, rode here for another 12 years, I think, and uh, then sort of started... Uh, transition to uh, retiring from riding and uh, taking up training. So I've been training up here for, for a bit now. So. Yeah. And, Gary, was that uh, – were you able to, to train and ride uh, back then? I, I was, yeah. Um, I didn't um, – I didn't in Queensland, but uh, I, I, even though that was available to you because um, it – sort of uh, restricted your your rides you could have. Yeah. But um, um, up, up and down here, I've, uh, I did. I took out a dual licence, um, used that for a little while, and then um, and then just let the jockey part of it lapse and now a trainer. Do you, do you still ride Sorry. work? I do still ride work, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I think that's a huge benefit, like um, advantage over a lot of the others. Now, your 10th straight premiership, how does this one rate against the previous nine? Um, we had a really good year. We finished the year off, like, um, uh, really well, like the carnival and that. We picked up a lot of the features and and um, ticked off a few things through the year that we sort of uh, hadn't achieved before that we 
we achieved it all this year. So it um, was a really good year as far as racing goes. Ninth, yeah. uh, ninth carnival title. Um, it was, uh, yep. it was, it was some carnival for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, even though um, uh, I was, I was two behind the numbers that I, I think last year I trained nineteen. This year I trained, trained seventeen, but um, picked up a hell of a lot of the features. You know, like yep. um, uh, I haven't sort of worked out the prize money and that we sort of put together over the carnival, but I mean, uh, it would have been pretty good. Now, for the second time, you uh, you landed the Palmerston Darwin Cup uh, double with Captain Punch and Zar yeah. Speed. Uh, how many of these doubles can you uh, get going forward? Can you get into a few more? You can't get any double figures, can we, in the next few years? Make it next 15 no, years. <laughs> might be a bit ambitious, but... Uh, um, you never know. That's, uh, that's, yeah, well, they, you know, they're the two main races that we aim for. Yeah. You know, your whole year goes goes around them. That's that's they're always in the back of your mind. The, the horses you buy, you, you race them and try them, and you think, you know, wonder if this horse will aim up to a Palmerston, or wonder if this horse might even make the grade in a cup. You know, so, uh, they're the two questions you always sort of ask when you buy new horses and bring them up here. And of course, uh, the the cup going to playoffs this year and. Uh, I think, well, I, I was lucky enough to, to go uh, this year to the, to the cup meeting and uh, what a great day it was. And some big hitting owners in, in playoffs uh, with Colin McKenna and uh, big curly Mo Kieran Mark getting up there. And uh, it was, it, you know, there was there was a, a really big build-up uh, to that day, wasn't it? And I think that the fact that so many of those connections turned up for the races is, uh, you know, it makes it all the more special. Yeah, it was uh, it was. You know, as you know yourself, Sammy, in the racing game, not always plans come off, you know, but that's that's one that sort of uh, came off unhindered at all. We didn't have any setbacks as far as, like, Kieran, Kieran rang and said, do you think this horse is good enough? And from that point on, was, that's what we aimed him at and got him here in time and just had to give him one run going into the cup itself. And, and then, uh, yeah, he uh, pulled off the cup. He's in... Um, and I've got no doubt he'll be, he'll be back again next year and have another go. Did you uh, did you bump into Sammy up there, Gary? Did he make a nuisance of himself, or was it? Uh... I, I I probably did, Chris. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's been a bit. It's a bit of a blur the last week of Carnival. Usually, there's a lot <laughs> going on. There's a lot going on, wasn't there, Gary? And uh, Chris, I was oh, doing. Right. I, I was working for for. Uh, Sports Entertainment Network, entertaining clients. That's what oh, I that's right. So of course, I, I was on. Of course, my, I was on my best behaviour. Look, I might have been cutting some moves on the dance floor, but Gary was nowhere to be seen. Uh, what's that? What's that? But what's that Irish bar called? Uh, can't even remember now, Gary. I can't believe I've had a mental break. In in the main shenanigans, shenanigans. That's it. It's well named, yeah. isn't it? Shenanigans. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. tipping a few shenanigans <laughs> going on. Was was well named. Tell us, <laughs> tell us, Gary, about playoffs. When you get play playoffs, like you know, he's a he's a handy galloper, uh, full stop. And then and then he comes from, obviously comes from Melbourne, and then and then goes up there. What what is it? You know, how long does it take you to get your head around a horse or? Um, you know, to, I, I would imagine that you, you start off pretty steady with them when you when you get a new horse like that. Yeah, well, a lot of the hard work was done with him. Like, um, 
they, they did a lot of that conditioning work with him down um, down where he was before he came up here. And um, uh, I like to get him here usually early May. Yeah. I mean, May to give him time to adjust to the surface and, and the weather and settle right in, you know. And, um, yeah. And um, we give him the, the first start. The only box he hadn't ticked before he came here was his racing pattern. And um, so when we give him his first start, we dug him out and made him race forward yep. to see if he would cop that. And he did cop it. He copped it really well. Um, so which gave us a lot of confidence going into his next run, which was the cup, because um, usually once, uh, once their horses have had one start on this track here, sometimes they can improve, you know, four or five lengths going into their second start. So, and um, he just... He, he just went forward from his first start, so on the track itself. So yeah, I was pretty confident going into the race. Is is this something you think uh, Kiramara will look at doing again next year if he's got the the right sort of horse? Uh, I no doubt. He's uh, like all them boys had a really good time when they came up. And, um, <laughs> like you said, they're big big hitting owners. Like they won Melbourne Cups and Caulfield Cups, and, and when we got up on the dais for the um, to collect the trophies and that and they they said you know like we've won this we've won that we've won this and this race right up there with the best of them so uh, i'm pretty sure they'll all they'll all want to do it again yeah 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 i was uh i i saw colin mckenna after and he he was just uh dead set over the moon he was just like how good is this and uh as you say yeah. he's he's won all the big ones and and uh yeah. uh it's but it's it's just you know it, and that was my first time ever to darwin and I came away from it and just went, you know, what what a special uh, special week it was on the whole weekend. You know, well, I was there for five yeah. days and and it, it's um I could I could just tell from the time I got there it was just a build big build up to Cup Day and then it was so well yeah. run. Uh, everything was was so well run and and it's it's nothing um, uh, super flash or anything, but it's it's just. Um, you know, it, it, it just worked so well, and, and I think that's why everyone has such a good time as well. Yeah, well, and a lot of the visitors that come here, they're coming out of freezing cold weather and up here at that time of year, and mm. I'm like, there's no better place in Australia at that time of year. It's, 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 it's you know, 28 degrees during the day, and, you know, 18 degrees of the night time. It's beautiful. So, Clarky, is is there a, a, any ambition ever to to uh, have a stable in in Queensland? Uh, go back to Queensland, or or even go down south? I mean, we see Stephen Brown, who who was a leading trainer in Darwin for a long time, and now set up shop down in Melbourne and and Seymour. Is do you, have you got any ambitions to go anywhere else? No, I, I haven't, Sammy. I sort of uh, I. Um... <laughs> I'm one of them people that uh, oh, I suppose I just my dream is to uh, be happy with what I'm doing and 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 live where I want to live and that's exactly what I'm doing. So I've got no, no ambition to sort of go. I, I'm not a city person. <laughs> that's uh, not what the opposition trainers wanted to hear, actually, Gary. They didn't want to hear that at all. They wanted you to be thinking about moving somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, can, no, okay. so, so yeah. I think I think Tommy Smith won. He won thirty three. Can, can thirty three premierships? Do you reckon? Thirty three. Do you reckon you can rack up thirty three? Oh, I'll be pushing up daisies by then. I reckon. 
<laughs> well, it's been uh, it's been an enormous, uh, fantastic achievement uh, taking out champion trainer again. Uh, and uh, well done on on just what a fantastic carnival it is. I suppose we should we should touch touch on uh, a few of the horses. We will actually we'll touch on a few of the horses. The horse of the year was uh, Sincline. Tell us a bit about that horse. Yeah, yeah he's, he's been a really good horse since he came here. He um, like at one point I think I'd given him um, oh, thirteen or fourteen starts, and he. He'd only missed a place once out of them 13 or 14 starts, when he, and that was when he ran fourth one day. But uh, he um, he came here and he was he was a um, handy horse through the grades, and then he made it to open company, and he was always run seconds and thirds. So I never really thought he was going to be make out to be a feature horse, and then we we gave him a break, and uh, we brought him back, and he sort of he put a couple of lengths on when he came back after a bit of a break, and I, I thought, oh, maybe this. This horse is sort of right where we want him to go into a sprint, so I sort of put him away um, early in the car and just kept him for the sprint, and he just yeah, and it worked, it paid off, you know. So uh, he's been a really good horse for us. Count of Essex, uh, the middle distance stayer of the year title, uh, won the other Springs yep. Cup and the St Patrick's Cup. Yep, yeah, he's uh, oh, he was like a stable pet. We had him for quite a while. Um, Honest as a day's long, like you could run him in a thousand to a mile, and it wouldn't matter. He'd be still running home and picking up a check, but not many first place checks. He was always seconds and thirds, but he uh, he did win a couple. And then, um, but he's um, as he got that little bit older, like his 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 pet distance was like uh, getting out to the two thousand, and, and very hard to find races for him. And, um, I had him pegged in to retire after the wet season, um, but he uh, he was go- he was going well at the time, so we we had a shot at a couple of the bigger races, and he he knocked them both off, and I retired him then straight after the Alice Springs Cup. And the Darwin Guineas winner Wolf Burn now uh, I'm I'm mates with uh, Ray Dando and uh, and the Kingshot family in that horse and that they're yep. they're a bunch of boys that uh, they they love their top end racing don't they and have done for a long time and uh, they uh, they know how to party hard when they get a winner. <laughs> yeah, they do. He's um, he's uh, he is a nice horse too. That horse, I think he'll come back. You, you know, he'll be around for a bit because um, I think he, he might furnish into a carnival horse next year. And we were sort of lucky to get him. He was on one of them uh, English online auctions and I sort of had him pegged in. I thought he'd make a guinea's horse um, uh, for carnival. And um, Aaron was, you know, he'd already made it known that they were they wanted to try and get one if they couldn't. Anyway, he was at he was at sort of nearly at his limit for my price, where I thought he was worth, and because uh, he was still a maiden. Um, and um, anyway, I rang Aaron. I said, "Listen, this horse is sitting at I think it was forty. Yeah. I said, I, I wouldn't mind just having one shot, and if we get him at the forty-five, I think you know he, he'll he'll pay us back." And uh, and Aaron said, "Yep, go go for your life. We'll we'll take up however much of him, you know, like so." Which 
and then I just pressed the button on him and nobody else bid on him, so I ended up with him. So I was happy. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> and they can be a bit tricky, can't they, those online sales, like um, how it all plays. Yeah. I know um, – I've uh, I've tried to buy a couple with my brother Chris, and uh, it's yeah we've just missed out. Ah, dead set, you're just uh, punching the table, punching the desk when you miss out on it, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, and it's only you know you you get a horse that you might pick up for uh, say twenty five thousand, and you'd be happy about it. And- but they don't take one other person to want that horse, and they'll push you up to thirty five. Yeah, that's and then it. They'll pull out to- so you're paying an extra ten, you know. Yeah, that's it. And uh, uh, we must mention Jared Todd is is a big part of your stable, and uh, you've got a great association with him, your jockey. Huge, yeah, he's a huge part of the stable. He's like um, he's a very like a massive work ethic, Jared. Like he um, doesn't matter how many horses we get or or the less work riders we got, whatever he'll just adjust and he'll. He'll get here earlier and earlier so that the finish time is still the same, you know, like he's, yeah. uh, he'll, he'll ride 20 horses if he's got to, you know, like, and um, uh, because we have, we do have to try and get them all finished before it gets too hot. So, yeah, he just starts earlier if we need to. And and uh, not only that, he, he'll be getting the muck out boxes and also he's, he's really good value, Jared. Deserves all his success, you know. Clarky, it's bred into them, those New Zealanders, isn't it? When they've got to work, they yeah. just step up and have a crack. Yeah, they're hungry fellas, though. <laughs> it's a good, uh, it's a, it's a good uh, quality to have, uh, that's for sure. And especially when uh, for the horse trainer, as you say, you know, it's uh, when you need someone to step up and, and do a bit extra, that's what you want. And especially when, when that bloke's your number one jockey. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, and um, and you know, like you know yourself, Jamie. Like when you're riding, you know, like you ride some nice horses all year. You know, like good horses all year. You, you just confidence just grows and grows and grows, and you you just ride better and better. As you know, uh, uh, nobody could have rode them few horses any better than what what he did. You know, Carnival time, he did a did a top job, ten out of ten. Fantastic. Well, well done on a uh, on a fantastic uh, year so far, and and a and a great carnival. It's been great to great insight to catch up with you uh, this morning, Clarky, and and well done on a great year. No worries, thanks, Amy. There is Good on G- you, Gary. Gary Clark, the champion trainer at, in Darwin in the top end, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's got plenty of bullets to fire, but uh, gee, it's a it's a uh, a well run machine, and when you're racking up uh, that many premierships, tenth uh, straight premiership, Chris O, it's uh, it's a fantastic effort, isn't it? It is, and look, I don't know how well Gary is, but look, to get another 23, it's going to be a bit of a task, Sammy. I think I don't think he can make it. I don't know how old he is. Does he could be only 40? So it's possible, but well, it's still he's, a tough he's, task. He's, he's fit as a trout. Uh, he looks like yeah. he could go out and ride 55 now. He's uh, He doesn't carry any <laughs> nick, so he's a hard worker. I'm not surprised that he still rides work. And, uh, yeah, he's a good man, good man. Okay, let's go on to our next guest. And I'm a bit nervous here, Chris, huh? Karen Rosiska. Karen, welcome to Darwin Turf Talk. Have I pronounced your surname correctly? Yeah, look, Rosiska, Ruz, however it comes out is perfectly fine. (laughs) (laughs) You're so cruisy. You are up in the top end there. Everybody's so cruisy. That's what I like. 
That's fantastic. Well, yeah, we're we're pretty laid back bunch up here. <laughs> so, uh, really interesting to 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 read uh, that you've got. Well, you you got the uh, won the uh, TRNT Off the Track Aftercare Award, which is a really important thing. It's a really uh, it's a really important part of the racing industry overall. And I, you know, I was just reading about. Uh, I was watching this morning actually uh, the launch of uh, the 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 Channel Seven program that they're putting out with Josh Gibson, the horses, and it's all about horses that that leave the racetrack and then go on to, to something else. And, and you have a horse, uh, Oakfield Sunrise, affectionately known as Oaky, that yep. that you've rehomed and, and uh, she's a mare that's pretty special to you. Yeah, look, I I took Oaky on in um, a couple of years ago in 2019. She finished racing sort of around late 2017. Um, and it's just been, you know, we... I love the thoroughbreds. They're great horses. And she's just been a really, really interesting and rewarding. It's been an interesting and rewarding journey with her, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and it, was she really, was... Um, it was really special to, to get the aftercare award. That was really nice. Just um, she, she would spook easily and she didn't really have a lot of confidence around other horses. Was that an issue? Yeah, so when I first got her, she was, um, you know, like a lot of thoroughbreds off the track, they're, they're a little bit nervous and they're a little bit, can be a little bit worked up. Um, and she was particularly uneasy about being ridden around other horses a lot. Um, and being a typical chestnut mare, some of her reactions were probably what you could consider a little dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's been a little bit of a journey just taking her out and just being really patient with her and and retraining and getting lots of advice from lots of people that know lots of stuff. And yeah, it's been a bit of a, uh, it's been a learning curve, but it's been a really rewarding journey. Karen, what's, just give us a bit of an insight in, into you and, and your background. Have you always uh, been, been around horses and uh, have you always lived up there in Darwin? Yeah, look, I'm born and bred in Darwin. So um, I've been here forever. I've had horses, um, I've been riding since I was a little kid, but I've had had horses since I was old enough to get a job and pay for them myself, basically. I've had quite a few thoroughbreds over the years. I've had some warm blood, but um, yeah, in the last couple of years, I sort of was starting to look for another another horse and I ended up with this one who was local, which was really handy. Um, and I've been... I've been primarily in the show jumping arena for most of my my jumping career, or my riding career, I should say. Um, and I've been the president of the local show jumping club for about 20 years. And come this year, I'm also the president of the local dressage club. So right into, um, into the local club scene and, yeah, it's, but... Yeah, not sure what else you'd, you'd like to know. No, that's good. That's, that's not the local club scene that you're thinking of, Sam, either. <laughs> yeah, different club. <laughs> shenanigans was good, though. It was good. Shenanigans was good. Uh, now, yes, there is a good club scene here, but that's not the one I'm into. <laughs> tell us, uh, is uh, I always think, you know, I... I'm obviously uh, been in horse racing all my life. My family is uh, is my dad was a jockey and then horse trainer. Um, uh, so my family is heavily involved in in horse racing. But I, you know, uh, 
there's 17 grandchildren in our family and, you know, there's wow. a couple of the girls, um, um, my sister's daughter and, and my younger brother Patrick, his daughter Olivia, they ride, they just starting to get interested in riding ponies, which I think is a fantastic thing because a lot of the other grandkids have no interest in the horses. And I was just wondering, do you find that a problem with with uh, the younger ones to to get involved in in you know dressage and show jumping, or I, I would I suppose being uh, based up there, it, it's a little bit more accessible as opposed to you know I always use the excuse in in Melbourne that you know yeah. it's, they don't really have access to to horses so much as opposed to maybe somewhere um, like I, w- I would imagine that you know it's a, it's a popular thing up there to do. Yeah, look, it is accessible. I mean, living in Darwin and being in a small place, you could say that we're at a disadvantage for many things. But when it comes to the horses, yes, it's very accessible because you don't have to drive very far to get somewhere where you can ride. Um, there's local clubs. You've got the show jumping. You've got lots of pony clubs. And it is quite accessible, but we do find that it's, Generally, the um, the kids that are involved are generally the ones who've got parents who've had some involvement in horses during their life, or they live um, in the rural area of Darwin, so they've got a little bit more land, and perhaps then they think, oh, let's get a horse or let's get a pony. But I think it is probably more accessible here than it perhaps is in some other areas in Australia. Um, so yeah, there's there's plenty of opportunity here for kids to ride, definitely. Uh, Karen Oki is obviously still with you. Are you looking at adding to the uh, the family and picking up another horse? Look, while I would love to ride at the moment, between having two horses and working full time, probably don't really have the time. No, but um, I'm sort of a yeah, like two horses is, at one time is probably my limit. I would love to. I'd love to be able to just have four or five and and not go to work, but sadly not <laughs> have to go to work. <laughs> You've got to yep. feed them and they're expensive, aren't they? Yeah. Maybe if I win the lotto, then, yeah, I'll have a, a larger collection out the back. <laughs> oh. But right now, unfortunately, I have to go to work every day. <laughs> and that would yeah. be uh, that would be challenging enough to be, to be working Obviously, working hard and then and then uh, looking after a couple of horses and then being the president of the the show jumping and dressage club. That's uh, yeah, you, you've got uh, it'd be pretty full on. Yes, yes. I um I don't have a lot of spare time, and what little spare time I do have, I seem to end up committing it to to something to do with horses. But <laughs> yeah, look, most of the time, depending on what time of the year it is, work one horse in the morning, go to work. You know, work the other horse in the afternoon and then the weekends are taken up, particularly in the dry season, the weekends are taken up with, with horse events pretty much every weekend. If it's not jumping, it, it's dressage. Yeah, it's pretty busy. Is there a lot of, uh, tra- of travel involved um, to, to, to different, obviously, um, show jumping <laughs> events? No, not really. Like, if you look at the local area, um, most people with horses live in outer Darwin and the majority of our events are held in the same region. So it's probably, like for me personally, it's about a 15-minute drive to where we hold most of our events. But if you want to look outside of Darwin, then, yeah, it's huge. Travelling anywhere is a very long way away. So, 
locally, not much travel involved at all. But if, if you are looking to go outside of Darwin, then you're looking at days. Now, whether the horses anywhere. whether the horses be race horses or dressage horses or whatever, Karen, how do they handle the heat? Do they struggle? Some of them do. It's really hit and miss. Some of the horses are fantastic here, and Oki is one of those. She copes with the weather here really well. But I've had other horses, um, and it's not it's not even um, particular to a breed. It's just random. Some horses cope with the heat, and some don't. The the telling is when we get to our build-up and our wet season when it's really humid it's mm. the humidity that really knocks them around so if you um if you get a horse in the dry season when it's when it's dry and it's cool and it's mild 99.9 percent of horses are perfectly fine but it's once you get to about this time of year sort of september to november when it starts to really ramp up that's when you find out whether or not you've got a horse that's going to cope so there's, there's quite a few people in the Darwin area who will, in the off-season, through the wet season, they'll send their horses to either Alice Springs or somewhere else further south, like South Australia or New South Wales, for the wet season so that they're out of our humidity. Um, and then they bring them back towards the end of the wet and bring them back into work. But that's, that in itself takes a lot of commitment. And, you know, then you're spending months without your horse as well. Well, that's fantastic insight, Karen. Uh, thanks very much, and congratulations on the uh, on the TRNT Off the Track Aftercare Award with Oki, and uh, I'm sure there's many times ahead with uh, with Oki going forward. Yes, thank you, thank you so much for having me on. No thanks, worries, Karen. There is Karen Raziska or Raz. Uh, I was very nervous about that uh, surname, Chris, but I think I got away with it. Okay. You got away with it just fine. It's not, uh, it's a, and we know, as from my work on SEN Track, I can murder a horse's name. So <laughs> surnames is no, no different to me anyway. But uh, there we are, done and dusted for another episode of Darwin Turf Talk. I hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, We'll be back. Uh, I don't think we've got as long a spell uh, this time no. around until our next Darwin Turf Talk, but uh, looking forward to the next one, Chris. It's just a let-up this time is, I think, the way we'd put it, Sam. Not a spell, not a freshen, just a let-up. Let-up. Okay. I'll just go out for a trot. Good o. <laughs> that I'd like to see. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Darwin Turf Talk.